Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for who you are. Your love is better than life. Your love makes our life better. Your love makes even pandemic a blessing. As you express your love through your words, speak your words to us in the power of the Holy Spirit so we can live this day with your love and joy. In the name of Jesus, the living word of God, we pray. Amen. After confirming the, that true godliness with a contentment was a great gain, Apostle Paul conveys his final exhortation to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 to 16. So let's read 1 Timothy chapter 6, 11 to 16. But to you, men of God, flee from all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of a faith. Take a hold of eternal life to which you are called when you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who, while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made a good confession. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of the Lord, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Amen. Paul's final exhortation to Timothy was so touching and so truthful that I decided to meditate on this for two days. It has a three parts, commands, charge, and benediction. Commands, charge, and benediction. And we will look at the first part, the commands part. Here Paul called Timothy man of God. The title man of God was intentionally motivating because it was a customary designation for great leaders of Israel. For example, Moses was called man of God. Moses, the man of God, was a title for great Israel's great leader. David was also called the man of God. So was Elijah and Elisha. Title man of God indicate the one who is in God's service, represent God and speak in his name. When Paul addresses Timothy emphatically, but you, man of God, he got Timothy's attention. Now the young pastor knew heavy, important instruction were to follow. By the way, Paul knew how to draw attention from others. Earlier in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, Paul called Timothy, my true son in faith. Do you remember that by true son, Paul used the word for, Greek word for legitimate, because Timothy was half Jew, and some thought that he did not have a full legitimacy like other Jewish Christian pastors or followers of Christ. Now Paul tells Timothy that you are not only legitimate, but you are also lofty as a man of God. Now, Paul gives Timothy a command, and the commands have four imperatives. 
It's all start with the F. Flee, follow, fight, fasten unto. Flee, follow, fight, and fasten unto. First, flee. Paul begins said, verse 11, flee these things, you men of God. That is a flee from the things that characterize false teachers, just described in verse 3 to 10. Flee in Greek, a word for flee in Greek is a fugo, from which we have English word like a fugitive. Flee the false teaching that marginalize Christ and his teaching and then maximize unhealthy spirituality and human arrogance. Later in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, Paul recommends flight or flee as a defense from sensuality. Flee useful passions. It was this wisdom that centuries before has saved the great patriarch, Jewish patriarch, Joseph from Potiphar's wife, when he left his clock in her grasping hand and fled from the house. Timothy is to be flee, unfruitful controversy and quarrels about the world. There are times we must show our back to evil and run as fast as our legs will take us in the other direction. To be an ignorant and coward in sinful passions and worldly pleasures and temptations is actually to be wise and courageous in God's kingdom and Christ's honor. The second command is follow. God's servant or man of God are to follow hard after spiritual virtues. Here Paul said, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, and love. It said endurance, but I like the steadfastness and gentleness. The six virtues here are three sets of uh, coupled virtues. So he, uh, Timothy, is to pursue righteousness and godliness. And these terms uh, cover the horizontal, horizontal and vertical, horizontal and vertical dimensions of a Christian life. Righteousness points out God's steadfast love for us, and godliness points out our reflections of uh, such God's love and life in us. And also faith and love are regular, regular sort of couplet in the Paul's pastoral letters. And the faith and love, they always go together. Do you remember from the first, first Thessalonians, Paul always talked about the works of a faith and labor of love? Faith and love, they're not concept, they're action. Because the object of a faith and love is actual people, actual personal beings. It's a relational term. And relational terms are not static. It's active and dynamic. Faith and love, they go together. Now the steadfastness or endurance and gentleness. These are very helpful ministry qualities. Endurance means or steadfastness means quality of a patient self-control, or attitude or posture toward God and His promise, His calling. Whereas a gentleness is a quality of a, I'm sorry, quality of a tender patience in dealing with the people. 
in the midst of our difficulties of our ministry. So once again, this endurance and gentleness or steadfastness and gentleness, it reflects our attitude to God and our attitude to the people. So in sum, Paul is talking about commanding Timothy to pursue a balanced spirituality in his ministry, balanced spirituality, righteousness and godliness, faith and love, endurance and gentleness, loving God and loving others always go together. Third, fight. Paul said, fight the good fight of a faith. The language here is intense. Earlier, First uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, Paul said, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made by you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Fight the battle well or wage the good warfare. Paul used the language of a military metaphor here. Here, the language for the fight the good fight suggests the, uh, also a very voluntary athletic agony. Anyone who has run competitively understands the intensity insinuated here. You run until you think you can run no more. But you keep on running until your lungs burn and your feet feel like a lead. Then you reach way down and agonizing, increase your speed as you approach the finish line. Our faith and call of God is worth enough Glorious enough for us to fight to death. Paul is calling us, go for it with all, with the last ounce of your strength. Leave it all out there. Fight to, fight to the end. Finally, the last command here is a fastening to. Paul instructed Timothy that take hold, hold uh, take a hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made a good confession in presence of many witnesses. Timothy already had eternal life. As he, as he was confirmed at his conversion and baptism, and the word here, take a hold, in, in, in Greek, uh, one Greek lexicon, actually means a grabs with a force and violence. So take a hold or make it your own. It implies uh, exerting your force and violence. This is the same word that described when Jesus took hold of Peter when he began to sink into the uh, water. And also this word, uh, this word used to describe the crowd seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 21, tried to kill him. So our idea is this, Timothy, you already have an eternal life. That eternal life, as Jesus said, John chapter 17, is this, to know God and his son, Jesus Christ. Now, Paul is instructing Timothy to grab it for all it's worth, to live it to the fully. Do we fasten unto eternal life of knowing God and His Son, Jesus, even with the force and even with the violence? There is a time to use the force and violence in our life 
not toward other people, but to our resolve to know God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Let us exhort every strength and might in our body and soul. Why? That's how God first loved you and me. God loved us with all of His heart and all of His mind and all of His strength through Jesus Christ. That's why God commands us to do the same. So let us love God back by holding on to His love today. Let us be men and women of God. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for making us and calling us to be men and, and women of God. Without your grace and mercy, we can become men and women of God, but we simply fall into the sin and follow the passion of the world. Please keep calling us and reminding us of eternal life that you have bestowed on us in Jesus. So we will not only, not only flee, but much more follow and fight and fasten with the force. In the name of Jesus, who went after each one of us and until each one of us was found. In his precious name we all pray. Amen.